You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're still trying to figure out the kinks of how we just start an episode. (laughs) I think that's the podcaster's biggest thing. How to start an episode. I know. Well, like, I hear other people's podcasts, and, like, some of them just, like, straight up, they're like, hi, welcome back. You know, like, today we're going to talk about, and I'm like, don't tell me. <laughs> I'm like, I just need to, like, I need it to be, like, natural. Exactly. We're more of, like, go with the flow, flow kind yes. of gal. Remember when I would always sing? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. get the, all, like, all the words wrong. wrong I'm like, on this episode of Songs Alexis Does Not Know, <laughs> <laughs> we have. <laughs> like, I feel like that's basically what that was. Like all of our listeners were like, wow, Alexis really does not know a single song. Like, the actual words. <laughs> Alexis really does not know how to sing or doesn't... She's just in Alexis' world. Yeah. But I also have definitely done the same thing, where I genuinely thought these were the words to the song, and people looked at me like, Krista, no. Yeah. Or remember the... Was it the p- pussycat pussy dolls? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry the way I said that. I know. I was like, okay. Sounded dirty. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but, like, remember one of their songs is like, um, dang it, what was it? It's like, I got, like, it says, like, Loosen I have up. groupies, but oh. I thought it says, I want to have boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me y'all know what song I'm talking about oh, because, God. like, it's like. I want to have groupies, but, like, you used to hear it as, and I want to have boobies, so I'm, me as an eight-year-old little girl, I'm singing that to the top of my lungs, saying, I want to have boobies, and now that I have boobies, I'm kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> not this much. I know exactly what song you're talking about, but I can't remember anything else except for that part now. Yeah, right. It's so <laughs> weird how that happened. Yeah, so let us know what song it is. But anyways, I think that was a great intro. Yeah, good job. Air high five. Air high five. There we go. With the flow. With the flow. Um, how we bounce off of each other is I know. quite amazing. Um, no, but today we're going to talk about basically just how you internalize. Can I talk today? Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> um, how people internalize other people's actions. Mm-hmm. Like... How I internalize other people's destructive behavior yeah. towards me. Right. And I take it as like an identity crisis yeah, about me. Exactly. Well, I mean, I feel like it, that kind of goes back. I don't know why it's reminding me of it, but that kind of goes back to, you remember a long time ago when we talked about like how we have storage files like in our head, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So these are these like kind of preconceived notions that I have about myself, like these beliefs that I've decided, you know, cause what was it? I heard something and it was like, Oh, I have it. Hold on. I sent it to y'all, which no one responded. That's okay. Whatever. Wait to me and Jen. <laughs> yeah. When it says, um, 
<laughs> I didn't respond. Yeah, it says, a belief is a thought you have told yourself over and over again. Beliefs can always be changed and reframed. So basically, whenever I'm talking about, like, like we have these thoughts in our head, right? And we've talked about how, you know, if, if other people's actions um, back up that thought, we, like, take that and we, like, put it into our, our uh, filing bin, right? Um and so that's what it kind of reminds me of is, is we have these kind of beliefs about ourselves already, you know, they might be small, they might be big based on experience. And so it's like whenever somebody does something or says something, um, there's some things where I feel like we can, you know, let it slide maybe because that's not like a belief that we already have about ourselves because right, right you you look for things that match the narrative that you've been telling yourself. Yes, yes. And so it's like whenever somebody does something that matches that belief system you already have, then you internalize that and you're like, see, Krista, I knew you were ugly or fat or whatever. You know what I mean? Because this behavior proves that when in reality, that behavior probably had nothing to do with me and everything to do with that person's insecurity. And so they were projecting that on me. Like, (laughs) you know, I feel like we all like project things on each other and then we just take whatever we feel like fits the narratives that we've written in our head about ourselves or about other people. Yeah, exactly. And I totally agree with you on that. And I think you said that so beautifully, but, and I wanted to like, you know, put this little nugget in there too like beliefs are partnered with like the wounds that we have Mm -hmm. the wounds that your little boy or that your little girl has so like let's say you have an abandonment wound and so that means you have a belief that nobody's ever gonna love you and they're always just gonna leave you and you're not lovable and like no matter what you do no matter how good you can be and like we put on a performance act or a mask we put on those masks so we can be lovable just so people wouldn't leave us and then as soon as we find someone like let's say um, a relationship or yeah let's say a relationship and that person leaves you or abandons you you take that as like oh I'm always going to be left Mm -hmm. nobody is ever going to love me yeah and I will never be loved so that's a belief system that's a narrative that's a story that you're telling yourself um and that's how you know like there's a belief system there when things like that come up or when other people's destructive actions and how you view that towards yourself Mm -hmm. did I say that right like okay let me explain more yeah like everyone knows my story so um Hmm. Like, I think I said on an episode, the very beginning of our episodes, it was like maybe episode two about my story. And I remember you said something like, how did you feel about that? And I was like, oh, he hates me. Yeah. Like, he hates me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and I remember feeling that way about my dad or about my mom. Like, oh, well, they just hate me. They don't love me. Yeah. They hate me. And so whenever, like, let's let's say a, a person that I love or, like, a, even a friendship, like you, Krista, if something were to be done towards, if, like, there was a destructive behavior mm-hmm. and it was more of, like, a you thing. Yeah. But I took it as, like, everyone, everyone just fucking hates me. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's going to love me. Does that make sense? Did I explain that right? No, yeah. You explained that perfectly. I, I mean, basically you're saying that, like, because you have this wound or this thing inside of you, it's like any time that something, somebody does something 
that I feel like resembles or makes you feel that way, that's the way you internalize it. Where in reality, like just taking me and you, for example, like if I did something to you and you took it as like, oh, it's because they hate me, like they're going to leave, they don't love me. But really it was because I'm going and internalizing my own belief systems about myself and I'm like either projecting or like I'm just um, reacting out of anger or I'm, you know, like there's a bunch of different reasons why people do the things that they do. And typically it has nothing to do with somebody else. Right. You know what I mean? Like maybe somebody else like triggered that reaction out of them, but it really does have to do more with that person than it does with whoever they're talking to or interacting with. Yes. Like I think one of the biggest things I've learned is what that person is doing to you is actually just a reflection of what they really think about themselves. Yeah. And it's like either you're holding a mirror up for them and they don't like it and they don't know, they don't have the tools or even know how to handle it or the self-awareness to know. But like they are truly, it is truly just a reflection of how, what they truly believe about themselves. Like let's talk about, let's bring up like people who judge, Mm -hmm. who have a lot of judgment towards others. Yeah. That tells me that what you're giving out you're putting into yourself and you have a lot of self-judgment towards yourself. You deal with a lot of self-hatred. You deal with a lot of shame. You deal with a lot of self-judgment towards yourself and you don't know how to love yourself on a compassionate level and see yourself in a very loving way. So therefore you can't do that for others. Right. And that's all like every time someone judges me, I'm like, oh, I see that you. sucks for you because you judge yourself. Oh, you like you judge yourself all the time. But I'm not going to let your judgment of me be a landing strip in my heart mm-hmm. because I know it's just a reflection of you. Exactly. Exactly. You're like I'm not going to carry the weight of your insecurities. Like yes. that's for you to carry. That's for you to go through. You know what I mean? But I will not be like you say that landing strip for you. Mm-hmm. Um. So. If we actually, like, define – I mean, not define behavior, but, like, we know that behavior is – all behavior is a form of communication, right? Right, So some people just have a certain behavior because they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to deal with emotions or thoughts or whatever that's going in their their mind. Um, But there's there's this thing that I learned about whenever I was doing um, counseling, and it's called, like, the CBT triangle. And it's, like, cognitive behavioral triangle or something like that. Um, and it basically talks about how our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are all connected. So it's in like yeah. a triangle, right? Yeah. So we have um, a thought, which is which affects our emotions, which affects our behaviors, which again affects our thoughts. Which is, so it's a and constant. It affects our words, mm. the way we speak to others, and the way we speak to ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So it says what we think affects how we feel and act. So again, if we talk about other people's behaviors, that is stemming to what they feel and how they think about themselves, you know what I mean? Or just certain situations. So like it literally is all connected. Like this is not just like something where I feel like we're like, oh yeah, like the behavior has to do with other people. Like it's not like it's a, it's a scientific thing. Like it is proven. Yeah. (laughs) Like it is a real thing that like counselors like know and psychologists know and like help people through, Mm -hmm. you know, because I definitely know that like a lot of times through 
You know, I think, I mean, we're right. Whenever we're kids, we're learning, we're growing. We don't know a lot of this stuff. Oh yeah. And so like there obviously was several times where I carried someone else's like insecurity, you know what I mean? Because they put me down or they said something to me or they acted a certain way towards me. Um, and I carried that and I let that be my identity, you know, and it's not until fast forward 10, 15 years until I realized that, oh, I don't have to carry that stuff, right? I think about whenever we talked about the seeds and trees books, Mm. like people are going to give you negative seeds. They're going to give you seeds that if you plant them, they are going to be thorny bushes in your mind. And so it's realizing that that they produced that negative seed. Yeah, it's their own um, bleeding belief systems Mm -hmm. that are pouring out onto other people. Exactly. I like that. The bleeding belief Mm -hmm, systems, mm -hmm. like their production, their fruits are not good Mm -hmm. because what they're producing inside themselves is just a constant cycle of negative thoughts and feelings and emotions, which obviously turn into negative behaviors. Like I definitely can relate to that too, because whenever I allowed myself to go in that, you know, constant cycle of negative thoughts, I did have negative emotions. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, I had negative behaviors like Mm -hmm. They are all connected. So I do also understand. And then I did bleed on other people because I did not internalize. I did not look within myself and and realize these destructive thoughts and feelings and behaviors that I was doing, you know. Um, But I love the idea that I don't have to take that weight of other people's issues. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Because I definitely think we let that um, kind of tell us and guide us as to who we are when Mm -hmm. that's not true at all. Exactly. But like, I'll admit, like, just to put some like, like relatability into this of like, like, I get it. It, It's hard to like, take someone like a person that you really love and take their actions and not let it affect you or not let it be or not allow it to question you. Like, like when they're being very hurtful, you're like, Oh God, well then is it me? Like, am I really not worthy? Am I really not good enough? Like, I've done everything I can, and this is still not going. Yeah, you take it personally. Yeah, and I think that it makes a lot of sense. I think that pain is is valid in feeling that. Um, I don't think we should run away from that or try to cover that up at all. That's not what I'm saying. For another example, like just to bring up a little bit insight into my life, like I found out a few weeks ago that the reason why I wasn't – And it hurt. It hurt to hear this. But the reason why I wasn't growing in the church and that I was a part of and um, the people like people were trying to keep me in that certain um, position Mm -hmm. because they didn't want me to grow because of the um, physique as a woman that I had Mm -hmm. because I had big boobs because my body as a woman was shaped differently and it was scary to men in the church. Yeah. It was too tempting for men in the church. So they didn't want to put me up on the platform to where I would tempt everybody sitting down. Yeah. Like that was their reasoning to why they kept me on the level that they were and I wasn't able to grow. Right. That was the reason why I couldn't be the face to a lot of the ideas that I would come up with. Right. With events and um 
you know, just weekly stuff. And so when I heard about that, I was angry. <laughs> like, of course, that angered me like that. That was really sad. Like, wow. Like, once again, I think I realized, like, that's a big trigger for me when somebody talks about my body. Like, because I've, my, like, ever since puberty, my body has been shamed. Yeah. And this is why it took me so long to love my body is because there's so many people that were so jealous of me, of my body and my boobs. And so they would shame me for it. Like they used it against you. Yeah. So therefore I took on their own shame of their bodies and partnered their shame as mine. Yeah. And I started hating my body. I started shaming my body. I started doing everything to myself that other people would do. And I started believing it. Yeah. And it became a belief system. And then as like as a you know, young woman getting into her adulthood, trying to learn how to love herself and to love, you know, the body that God gave her. Because I do have a beautiful body. Now, is it still a struggle every day where I have to love myself sometimes, especially when I'm feeling bloated and about to start my period? Absolutely. (laughs) Like, it's more of like, I have to hone in on into that belief system that I'm still beautiful and to still love what I think is the unlovable parts of my body. But it's hard. But as a woman who's really trying to love herself and to create safety within her body and to hear that again from people who were supposed to encourage each other, who were supposed to lift up in the church, who were supposed to like not look and judge someone for the way their body was created and not stump them and keep them in that level just because of your own scarcity exactly, and insecurity yeah, and fear of what you might do. And that's the thing. Like a woman should never be responsible for how a man is going to look at her. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this in the feminine series. But, but like that's the thing. I, I, and I was hurt and I was upset. And I had to like grieve that a little bit. But also of like, okay, I'm going to choose to be powerful and empower myself and be like, that was their own insecurity. Mm. I'm going to choose to partner with love and compassion for myself and for my body because it doesn't need to be shamed. God doesn't shame my body. He created my body, Mm. (laughs) the genes within me that allows (laughs) me to have this body. And so... I, I can partner with God's design of who I am and who I, who I am created to be as a woman yeah. instead of partnering with someone's negative judgments and belief systems and scarcity. Exactly. You're like, I, I don't have to take that on. Exactly. I love that. But I feel like even like if we're taking that same situation and going back to um, when Alexis did work for this church, um, I do remember you know, a lot of questioning because what would happen is like she would put all her time and effort and heart and love into this job. Mind you that she's like not, well, I guess she was getting, you were getting paid at one point with the children. With children's ministry. But then after that it was. Yeah. So a lot of this was unpaid just like out of the goodness of her heart. Um, And I remember, you know, um, there was a lot of questioning about like, well, am I, you know, because I'm, I'm stuck in this position. I'm not growing. There's people who are coming in after me and who are getting opportunities that I haven't. So it's like questioning kind of like her worth, like, 
whether she belongs there or yeah, not. Or you am know? I capable? Like, am I capable? Can I really, am I really as creative as I thought I am? Like, yeah. it started, lo- like, I started losing belief in myself. Yeah, you started questioning a lot of, like, characteristics yeah. that, like, you once knew so strongly that you had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so this was an, a perfect example of, well, I mean, now we know, but this is a perfect example of, like, allowing um, other people's, like, actions or, you know, whether or non-actions keeping you in the same place, like, dictate how you feel about yourself. Like, because in reality, like, you still were creative. You still were strong. You still were, you know, great at um, talking. You were still great at, you know, facilitating, whatever it may be. But it was because somebody else's fear, they projected on that onto you to keep you, like, in the same spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it w- it could have definitely been like, no, I know what I am capable of. I know what I can bring to the table. And this is the beautiful thing about Alexis now is she definitely has that, you know, like, um, confidence about herself. She's like, she goes into interviews. She's like, here's what I can do for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it's almost like a, you're like, yes, you're interviewing me, but like, I'm basically interviewing you because like, I'm so confident in my abilities yeah. that I just want to make sure that like, I feel safe enough to come like, be give a good you. fit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it is cool to see like, you know, how Alexis doesn't let, um, other people's fear or whatever insecurities, you know, be projected onto her anymore. Well, I mean, obviously sometimes we do, but like for the most part, it's like, I have that confidence in myself and I'm not going to allow other people's behaviors, insecurities, whatever it may be to tell me elsewise Mm -hmm. or otherwise, whatever that word is. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, oh, thank you for complimenting me. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm going to receive it. No, like that's so true. But like, now that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, like, if, if to give myself credit, like I am confident, like I, there is a belief, like I can't, I am qualified for this because I have such, what I have noticed this past, this summer actually, is that I have such a deep disqualification wound Mm -hmm. and that's from even just being a part of the church that I was a part of, but then also goes deeper into my childhood and cheerleading and all these other things. Um, but like I've come so far though, Mm -hmm. like I've, I've done a lot of growth in that um, and to commend myself in that as well. I think it's very important when you're on the healing journey to really commend yourself of how far you really have come. Yes. Like to celebrate yourself. Like it's good to do that. Yeah. Even if you like, let's say make a mess because we're all human. We're all messy. It's even if happen. you made a mess in your healing journey, guys, I still how do about, it. Let's change that. Not if, but when. Yeah, when you make a mess in your healing journey. And, uh, guys, I'm doing that. Like, I do that every day. But, like, you still have come so far in celebrating yourself and giving compassion. And, like, like I think we said in a couple episodes ago, like, um, one of our – like favorite like inspirations abby stemball um she she's like she's like every time she makes a mistake she says oh you're so cute you made a mistake you know like she does that like and just saying say that to yourself like oh you're so cute you really wanted to do that huh you know like you made a mistake and that's fine and so or a mess mess you made a mess not a mistake um but guess what? You know how to clean up your messes. Exactly. And that's what the healing is and the healing journey is all about. You have the self awareness now and the tools mm-hmm. to know how to clean up your mess. Yeah. And I love that. 
So that's what it is. So really, like, celebrate yourself of how far you've come. And don't worry. You're going to, like, get through this next layer. Yeah. You're going to get through the next layer of it. Exactly. I honestly, like, and (laughs) I know for anybody who, like, listens to every episode, I probably sound so redundant. And I think I say this every episode about how I sound redundant, but I don't care. No, that's good. Um, People need to hear it over and over. Over and over and over again. But, like, I'm... I'm just thinking about Alexis and I and, like, how, you know, early, earlier in life – I mean, and I'm not saying that we don't do it anymore, but, like, it was just more consistent earlier in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did let a lot of people's behaviors dictate kind of who we w- were because we took it very oh, personally. Yeah. Um, but the root of not doing that anymore really is getting to know yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like genuinely understanding who you are. Like we've talked about like taking away those narratives that other people have given you or like really like kind of, I think about like ripping you down to the core and you figuring out, okay, no, this is who I am. I know this is who I am, which makes it a lot harder moving forward for other people to tell you who you are, you know, cause you have such a core foundation with yourself and you're like, no, I know this, 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 this about myself. And there's literally nothing that you can do to tell me that that's wrong. You know what I mean? Because I have that confidence, that core foundation now that, like you said earlier, like whenever somebody does do something to me in an attempt probably to like rip away at my, you know, character or who, like me believing who I am, like you just look at that person and you're like, man, what's going on inside your heart to make you do that? You know, whereas before I feel like if somebody would have done something to me, I'd been like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. Like I am terrible. You know, I would have taken that very personally. But now we, since we do know ourselves, I mean, better than we knew ourselves before, like when somebody does something now, we just realize like, okay, this really does have nothing to do with me. I see that you are having a struggle because there was some thought that led to some feeling that led to this behavior towards me. And so I know that only that person can get to the root of their thoughts and why they're feeling and acting and doing the way, whatever they're doing. And that's a you thing and not a me thing. Yeah. And I, that's the thing I want to tag along on that. What you just said is like, it's really getting connected to your identity. Yes. And it's like, I feel like that's the antidote of not letting somebody's actions dictate who you are or dictate um just or shake you Mm -hmm. shake you is a really good word like that's the antidote like have a hunger Mm -hmm. for your identity like who are you not your what are your like like what are your roles that's not what i'm saying it's like who are you the core of who you are the heart like what are you all about as a human being your character How do you want to show up? Like, who are you? And so I love how we've been on this tangent for the past few episodes. (laughs) I feel like we have. But, like, I think that's truly the antidote of, like, oh, like, someone is able to judge me now or someone's able to talk shit about my body, which is just jealousy. And, and like, I'm able to look at it and see it for what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a reflection of them and be like, 
oh, no, I have a good body or like I'm great or like I'm funny. I'm still bubbly or I'm still like so loving that I'm not going to let you compromise the loving character that I have or I'm not going to let you compromise my honor and integrity because I hold that at a value. Exactly. Exactly. Like you're not, I mean, like we said at the beginning of this episode about what it's about, like you're no longer internalizing other people's behaviors because you have that within yourself and you're like, you, you, it's like, for me, I'm like, I, I basically like, this sounds bad, but like, I have like a wall, not like a, a bad way, like, oh, I'm building a wall, but it's just like, I'm no longer allowing other people to infiltrate, infiltrate that. Yeah. It, well, it's, you can say in other words, like, I have no tolerance for that there anymore. There's Perfect. a boundary there. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the thing. Boundaries are actually really healthy protectors. It actually um, allows you to have a lot of respect for yourself and that other person. Yeah. So walls are like actually barriers. You're pushing people out. You're pushing love out or you're pushing like potential of opportunity of healing. Um, But boundaries are an invitation. It's an invitation for respect, for trust, for safety, to cultivate all that. So boundaries are really healthy um, things to have. I am learning that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing too, like about those boundaries and stuff, it really does come to the you know, the fact of like, what are your intentions behind the boundaries? Like Mm, that only you can really tell whether these boundaries are healthy or they're just your defense mechanisms. You know Mm, what I mean? mm -hmm. And that's what getting to know yourself is. Exactly. And that's realizing, oh no, I'm building a brick wall right now. I'm trying to protect myself instead of just giving boundaries, which sounds, I mean, I don't know, to protect myself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. I do have this quote that I share the quote. I, um, I reposted this on Facebook like a really long time ago, but it says when you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their internal struggle than it ever did with you, you learn grace. Yeah. And so I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I love about being able to not um, take other people's behaviors and tie it to my worthiness or who I am because I am in control of those emotions now. So for example, like, Whereas somebody's behavior could have triggered this emotion of, you know, hate or whatever it was about myself, like they no longer have that hold over me or other people's actions don't have that hold over me. I can meet that with grace and like, like I'm trying to think of how to like word it. So basically like when somebody would do something and typically it would create an emotion, a negative emotion. Yes. A reaction Mm -hmm. within myself. Like that never felt good for me. And now that I do have, um, a relationship with myself and I do know who I am and I'm not saying it never happens, but for the most time, like if somebody does something or says something to me, like my first reaction is not anger or self doubt or any of those things. It is more so like we talked about earlier, just like, Man, you must be, yeah, and understanding mm-hmm. grace, like, man, you must be going through something right now for you to be yeah. acting or saying those things. Yeah, because I know that's not about me. Exactly. You're like, I know that you are, and it's not, it's not even saying it in like a, oh, well, that's a you thing, you know, like, it's not saying it like that. It's just more so saying, like, I see that you're struggling. Like, it is in, it's supposed to be in the most compassionate way ever of just being yeah. like, your behavior is showing me that internally you're struggling and you may not know that. Mm-hmm. Like you may not be aware of that, mm-hmm. you know, but I still am protecting myself and not going to allow your destructive behaviors to yeah. 
dictate me. Yeah, like saying to that person, like, hey, I see your actions right now, and I feel like it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the war that's going on inside you. Mm -hmm. And although I am meeting you where you're where you are at, I understand it. I'm giving you a lot of grace. But in order to fight for myself, too, and to cultivate safety within my heart, like, I'm not going to have any tolerance for this. Yeah. And you will not speak to me like that. Right. Yeah. Or you will not do that to me. And if we need to have space and more boundaries for this to not happen, then that need then we need to have that talk or something, just something like that. There's a lot of nuance to it depending on what type of relationship, whether it be family, dating, friendships, work, environment, staff, employees. So that comes a lot with it as well. Um, but no, I love how you said that. I feel like I also wanted to bring up about the people just to give a little more compassion and grace and understanding um, the people who do um, act on destructive behavior. You know, the other side of it, of like, we're not demonizing you. We're not like putting you down and saying like, oh, it's just you. Like, it's them. Like, we're not, you know, raising that other person up to put you down. Right. That's not what we're doing. And I, I just want to say, like, we understand, like, you're just, you're in a lot of pain. You're in survival mode. You're in survival mode. I totally get it. Pain sucks. It's one of the, it is the worst thing you could ever feel. And pain is pain. I don't care what it's about. It's still valid. Yeah. And I just want to say that you matter. You matter enough to create a space for yourself to feel that pain. You matter enough to be seen in that pain. You don't have to cry out in destructive ways or in destructive actions or um, even destructive words. Um, you can be seen. And you're, I want you to know that you are worthy enough to be seen in your mess. And you are worthy enough to be loved in the mess. You don't have to be anything better than you are right now. You're just already loved. And I think it's totally okay for you to cry out. But let's get love in there. Yeah. Let's get hope in there. Let's get you connected to hope. Yes, that is the key factor. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I feel like we've said this before, but, like, well, hold on. I'm going to backtrack. Like, Alexis and I have both definitely been in that state, too. Oh, yeah. Obviously. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we have definitely not been self-aware enough or didn't want to be self-aware enough in that moment. And we have definitely let our actions, you know, be to knock somebody else down for us to feel better or whatever it may be. Absolutely, like, e yeah. even, even though I guarantee you in the moment, you're not consciously thinking about, oh, I'm going to do this for me to feel better. Like, you're not consciously thinking about it. You're, you just kind of do it. And then afterwards you might like realize why, you know, that at least that was the case for me. Like I, something like way deep in the back of my head might've known why I was doing this mm -hmm. behavior, but I was not connecting with, with that then. I was just kind of like an autopilot and like, this is just what I felt like I needed to do to survive or to make me feel better. You know what I mean? So like we've definitely both been in that situation many, many times of being the person who is trying to, um, deflect, um, or not deflect, but, like, put our 
insecurities or whatever it may be on somebody else. Like Mm -hmm. we've definitely done that too. And I think if you're human and you're breathing, everybody's done it, you know, like it's not anything to be, um, shameful about, but it is something to, it's something that you're going to want to recognize and then try to shift that and change that. Because I don't know, like I do hate thinking about, you know, whenever I was in pain and I was struggling, like I do hate thinking about like how much pain I put onto other people because I was also in pain, Mm -hmm. you know, like I've Mm -hmm. like when you are in that state, like you are doing so much damage or like you say, you're bleeding on other people. Mm -hmm. And I know that in that, in that time and space, you don't really care about it. Mm -hmm. But then later on, like I, I remember just being like, oh man, like if I could take, you know, I think everybody has done that. Like if I could take that back, I would, you know, but that's the thing, like, not you're just not bleeding on other people like the person you're hurting the most is yourself absolutely honestly yeah like the person who's not getting the most love is yourself because those other people that are hurting they're just gonna go get love somewhere else but you like you're hurting yourself so much to where you don't even think you deserve love or compassion or worthiness there's it's it's a value it's a worth thing Mm -hmm. to be honest i say like i think about i mean i don't know why i thought about this but i think about like whenever you know i was in pain and every time i would put that on somebody else i think about you know like how um people who are like addicted to to drugs it's like a it's like a high there for a second like make them feel good for like a second like i feel like that's what it feels like is it's like okay well um I know that if I do this, it's going to give me that little rush like, of emotion, mm, rush of emotion. It's going to give me a little bit of that power, this false sense of power with yes. myself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, so then I just keep doing it. But in reality, like I have a problem, mm-hmm. you know, like I have this addiction. I ha- I'm not actually dealing with the root cause. I'm just getting these little highs by, you know, putting it onto a somebody temporary else. Fix. Yeah. Temporary fix. So I can fix. keep surviving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, what do you do when you're on you know, either side of this spectrum, like the person who keeps internalizing that destructive person's behavior. Like, like I said, the antidote is getting connected to your identity, Mm -hmm. having that hunger for your identity. Who are you? And standing strong on that. And like, and honestly, you can figure that out through like self-awareness or healing or counseling or like through connection with God, whatever you believe in. And for me, it is getting connected with God and asking God, for a fresh new spoken word over my identity. Like I need manna for today, God. So give me a fresh new like call over me. Like, what do you, what do you love about me? Like, what do you see about me? What's your favorite thing about me? And like getting connected to that and asking those questions or maybe asking yourself those questions. What's, what's your favorite thing about yourself? What do you love? And then also loving those unlovable parts, which we've are, we've spoken about that in past episodes as well. Um, and then also like for the other person who's in destructive behavior, I would say to you like, Hey, let yourself feel that pain and be a mess and be loved in it and get connected to love, compassion and hope within it. And then have that hunger for who you are because you need to know who you are, what you're worth and your value as well. That's the antidote too. And so getting connected to your identity as well. Cause when we're all truly connected to our identity, we can all fully thrive and be connected human beings and just all like raise each other up. Exactly. I mean, we said that in the last episode. So just really getting connected to that. 
Yeah. That's beautifully said. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. I go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I say I do. I was just going to kind of like just basically like reiterate what you said. Like a lot of this that a lot of this that we talk about um whenever Alexis was talking like it just reminded me especially with if you're on the side of um you know internalizing other people's destructive behavior like it is remembering like the things that you can control like I cannot control if Alexis is triggered and she calls me a bunch of mean things like yeah I cannot control that because I can't control you know her like that's not a thing so it's realizing the things that I can control and mm. how I want to um, respond instead of react to those kind of situations yeah I'm glad you brought that up because the the problem solving to this issue I guess we would say is not to control that other person yeah the only person you have like power over is yourself yeah. is how you react to things is how you like what is a landing strip for you what are you allowing to land and shake you yeah that is the only thing you can control you cannot control that person if they want to keep making those destructive decisions they are going to exactly they and they might they might do that for the rest of their life yeah. you know what I mean but you cannot allow them to have that much power you cannot allow them to dictate who you are because it's just never it's never going to be good and that's the thing you have the power to say no more yeah and walk away yeah you do exactly and I want to empower you and say that you have the power to walk away and mm-hmm. say no exactly and then I'm also thinking about that person who is yeah the one who is giving that destructive behavior like at least for me, like I know, like I said, like whenever you are putting that on other people or putting people down in order to try to raise you up, like those are temporary fixes. Like those are little doses of a high that you get, but you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life. And every single time after you have that little high, you crash. Yeah. And it's going to get worse and worse and And worse. worse. And so it's really stepping back and, and realizing the destructive patterns that you have and deciding for yourself, like, I don't want to be this way. Like, I don't want to feel this way because I know that it may feel good in the moment, but long term, it does not feel good. It makes you feel pretty shitty about yourself. Yeah. And, and to say, to give you empowerment, to empower you too, you have the power to say no to this cycle. And to walk away from the cycle and end the cycle. You have the power to end it. Yeah. You're never stuck. And to redirect. Yeah. And to evolve, not to remain the same. Mm -hmm. So you have that power within yourself as well. Yeah. So like no matter what side of the coin you're on, you have the power to control yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? So whether you're controlling what you take from other people or whether you're controlling the ways that you're getting... um, you know, this high or whatever, like if you're, if you're constantly putting other people down or whatever action thought, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like it really is diving deep and, and really looking at the root cause of what is making me do these destructive things or what is making me be this terrible person to other people. Like what really is that root cause? Yeah. Exactly. And just asking yourself those questions, being curious, like we always say. Exactly. Yeah. And guess what? That's getting to know you. Yeah. That's getting to know yourself. <laughs> like the good, the bad, and the, and the ugly parts ugly. of yeah. yourself. Like there's there's definitely parts where I feel like Alexis and I, when we were going through, still going through our healing journey, like we weren't just like 
yeah, we're great at this, this. We're like, oh man, like we have some really destructive parts of us too. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it's acknowledging that you're not perfect and maybe you're not everything you were chopped, like you thought you were, you know, it's looking at your actions and the facts. Yeah. (laughs) The reality of your situation Mm -hmm. and then getting love into it. Yep. Exactly. So that's it. Um, well, I'm gl- I hope you all liked this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, kind of like a quickie one. Yeah. A little bit. I feel like our episodes are getting like... Yeah, we're just getting to the point. Yeah, but, exactly. But also it's because, you know, you know, in our in our next episodes coming up, they're going to be a little more lengthy. Oh, yes, they are. Yay. Oh, my gosh, y'all. <laughs> next week, next Sunday, mm-hmm. August 7th, which I hope that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. August 7th will be the first episode of the Masculine Series. <laughs> so tell all your husbands, all your boyfriends, all your guy friends, all Everybody. your brothers, all your fathers. Even all your sisters, your mothers. Oh, all your sisters, <laughs> all the mothers, everybody. And just like, come and listen, because it's just going to be so good. We have amazing guests, y'all. Yeah. I am so freaking excited for y'all to hear it. I know. I still feel like Alexis and I are like, OMG, on the guests that we got, but... You know what? It was a godsend. It it really was. And thank God he said yes. (laughs) Thank God all of them said yes. Exactly. But yeah, we're just so excited for y'all to hear it. It's really, really good stuff. And you might cry. You're going to laugh for sure. And it's just going to be a good time. And and, man, it's really really to help and create a space to encourage you. Yeah. And get you back connected to your masculinity. That's what it's truly all about. Exactly. And I know you love our voices, but you get a break from them. Yeah. You you get to hear a man's man's voice. voice. (laughs) A strong man. (laughs) They don't sound like that. Yeah, yeah. but it's okay. (laughs) That's just my interpretation. (laughs) But yes, we are so freaking excited. So make sure that you listen. Yes, tune in. Tune in. Just do it. Get through the whole thing because I promise you, you're going to get something out of it. Exactly. Listen to it with a guy friend or listen to it with, you know your like girlfriend and boyfriend you know like the relationship yeah yeah like just you know hang out listen to it and then discuss your thoughts about it like what your beliefs are and stuff so yeah we're excited and tune in next week for the masculine series it's gonna be great all right (laughs) all right we love y'all love you bye Bye.